0: You think you can only get groceries delivered through Instacart? Actually, you can shop over 900 stores, including Best Buy, Kroger, Sephora, Safeway, Bed Bath & Beyond, Dick's Sporting Goods, and more with fast delivery today. And with Klarna, you'll have more time to pay. So if you need a beret, a fillet, or stuff to play croquet while listening to reggae down by the bay with a divorcee and a toupee, Instacart and Klarna is a better way to shop. Man, I lost it. Download the Instacart app and start shopping. Terms apply. We'll <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Nebraska Hawks Nest. We are joined by the Husker killer himself, Keith Duncan. How's it going, man?
2: It's 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 going right now. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always love coming on these, and I'm excited to get talking.
1: Yeah, man. Well, thank you for taking time to join us. Tell us real quick a little bit about uh, where you are right now and, and what you have going on.
2: Yeah, so uh, basically I'm training, um, hoping for a shot at the league. Uh, i've been bouncing around different places phoenix san diego Charlotte, um up into uh march twenty second which is our pro day so um everything kind of kind of goes up i'm working until then and i'm hoping for a shot so i'm excited it's a it's a fun process and i'm still looking forward to it
1: awesome awesome well we're definitely looking forward to to see where you're gonna go and um all the Hawkeye fans are hundred percent behind you and Uh, really rooting for you to have a a long and healthy NFL career. So we're, we're excited for you, man.
2: I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Um, one, uh, big thing, just wanted to kind of start from the beginning with you. Um, with your recruiting process coming out of high school, um, you know, you had some offers from like the Citadel and coastal Carolina. Um, was Iowa your only power five option there? Cause we know, you know, initially it was a walk on, um, position. Was that your only power five offer and how did your recruiting process go?
2: Yeah. So I I think the only power five schools that I really targeted other than the in-state schools were Maryland and Purdue. Um, so I I went to multiple Purdue camps, multiple Maryland camps. I went to an Indiana camp. Um, so those were the only big 10 schools that I, I went after, but I, I was, I was in love with Maryland. I really wanted to go to Maryland and I thought that I'd have a good shot at a scholarship there. And then their coaches got fired. Uh, so so there was nothing there and um and then Purdue, it was my best friend from high school ends up getting the scholarship. So J D, um the kicker there for four years was was you know, he had a great great career. Um but yeah, he went there and I originally was committed to Furman, which is a small Christian school in South Carolina.
1: Good football program.
2: Yeah, yeah. Home at home at twenty five hundred kids. Um it's small, but it's maybe one of the nicest campuses you'll ever, you'll ever come across. Uh, just trees and a nice secluded area. They have a lake. I mean, it's a, it's a really nice campus, great people. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Then Iowa came calling or direct messaging. And it was more of uh, uh, like, Hey, we've seen your film. We've talked to some of our guys and we'd love for you to come out and compete for a starting job as a walk-on. And I came on my visit and I was hooked. I remember calling, Uh, the Furman coach telling him I was decommitting after like 30 minutes of my visit sitting in the Buffalo Wild Wings in Iowa City. (laughs) Uh, So I'll never forget that. Uh, He was on the phone talking to me, uh, trying to convince me about the academic side. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm sitting on.
1: You're breaking up a little, uh, you're breaking up a little bit, Keith.
2: avenue right now or whatever that street is in good time okay uh is that better right there
1: yeah i was just getting a little glitchy there freezing up for a little bit no it's all good man yeah is that is that better yeah 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 Yeah. that is better
2: Uh, yeah Yeah, no but buffalo Wild Wings was where i i kind of made my choice to come to iowa so yeah
1: all right hey we're all glad you made that choice man ended up working out great for all of us. Um I'm just going to be real candid here. Tell you about something that I was pretty I uh, upset and frankly I was a little pissed off about it. Um the the Lou Groza Award. Um a finalist for that. Um I'm just going to tell you how I feel. Was, you got screwed. Um all Hawkeye fans were pretty uh, angry about that, frustrated. We, yep. we we made our voices heard on social media. Um, you were the guy. I mean, you know, even Nate Kading was given the award. It was like the football gods. It was meant to be. Um, what what was your feelings? Um, Ricardo Blankenship ended up winning that great kicker, really good kicker. Um, nothing against him, but that was your award that year. Um, tell me about um, that that award ceremony, how that went, and. How surprised/slash frustrated were you about the outcome of that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to add on to even Nate Kating Brad Banks was the keynote speaker at their banquet in Florida, uh, so that was another just Iowa grad who was a part of the process, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, just just the, the whole experience and being an Omni the award was a process. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was really cool to just be around guys like just Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jonathan Taylor, like being able to hang around those guys for the whole week was incredible. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, and it's it's something I'll never forget. Um, you know, the outcome of it was obviously not what I wanted, but, you know, it's, it's, it was still a crazy experience, a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, some people say screwed, but, you know, it, it was still a fun process. Would I have liked to win the award? Yeah, but it still doesn't take away from – any of the kicks I made or missed during the season, so uh, you yeah. know, yeah, fun process. But you know, I, I made a lot, a lot of memories with a lot of people uh, that were there. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is.
1: It's a classy answer, Keith. <laughs> Cla- that's a classy answer, man. Uh, I was frustrated about it. I wasn't quite as classy as Just, um, uh,
2: you can ask my dad. He may give you a different answer, but
1: yeah. Uh, well, I. Be- I, I I agree with your dad and so do about, you know, half a million other Hawkeye fans that that was ridiculous. So, um, I, am just hoping, you know, karma comes around and whatever team you're kicking for in the NFL, you kick a game winning field goal against Ricardo Blankenship. And I think he's on the Colts Colts and, and, and do a walk-off. So we'll be, be hoping for that one to come around the corner. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you had a pretty amazing freshman year. Um, that walk-off kick against Michigan, how amazing that was. Obviously, we're going to want to get your thoughts on how, what kind of feeling that was and in the locker room, how electric that was. I mean, you had to feel like you were on top of the world a- a- after making that huge kick.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a, a night I'll never forget. Uh, it was, you know, crazy. Um, n- going into the game, I never would have thought that the game was going to come down to me or a field goal. Um, And it ended up, you know, happening. And that's kind of the mindset that you have to have going into every single game is, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be my game that I have to win. Um, And that's, you know, and that's what happened. Um, We were playing the number three team in the nation at the time, Harbaugh, you know, there are great storylines to to that game. Um, And I'm so happy to, you know, to see the outcome of that um, as a freshman from North Carolina, I had no idea what big 10 football was. And I think that was one of the first experiences in Kinnick at night where I was like, wow, like this is, this is the real deal. Um, like screw the sec, like the big 10's where it's at. Yeah. You know, especially, especially the Iowa fans, like they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of what makes Iowa unique the, or Kinnick stadium, I should say is the fans are literally on top of you. I have a buddy who played for Pitt when Marshall Kane hit the game winner, and he said Iowa fans were the nicest and the meanest people at the same time. (laughs) They were were mean and had respectful trash talk, and then when the game was over, they were very nice. I'm like, that's good to hear. Uh, So, you know, it goes along with the fans and just the whole atmosphere and the experience of that one night. Uh, it, It was amazing. The locker room after the game was Everything happened so quick. Uh, I, you know, I was never – I wasn't used to a game-winning field goal uh, or anything, uh, you know, of that nature. Uh, people rushing the field, a dog pile in the middle of the field. Um, and usually at the end of the game in the locker room, once we win, we sing the fight song, and a senior starts the fight song. And uh, Desmond King – me and – or Manny had a great game as well, Ragumba, and he's like, Manny and, like, Dunk, you guys, like, break it down. And that was like a really cool moment too. So I'll, I'll never forget that. And yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: That's awesome. That that's a great story. Um, your journey at the University of Iowa, I think, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm you know on here interviewing with you. I think that's going to be a movie that needs to be made someday. It's pretty freaking awesome. Um, you know, go your sophomore year, uh, getting beat out for the job by uh, Miguel Riscinos and. Um, I I gotta tell you, I remember watching an interview with you when that happened and I couldn't believe what you had to say, um, that you were just, um, you know, love being a part of the Iowa program and you wanted to, you were going to stick it out and continue to uh, learn from coach Ferentz and the rest of the staff and try to become a better player and a better person. Um, that was a major character, uh, move on your part. And you got a ton of respect from people for that and you stuck it out where, you know, most guys would have ended up transferring, especially at that point, you're paying tuition. You're not on scholarship. You're paying tuition to be there. And, you know, I just, I can't tell you how much I respect the way that you handled that. All the Iowa fans, I think that, you know, that adversity that you had to go through on top of what happened right there, um, it it really showed a lot about who you are as a person. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about, um, your mindset and um, how that process was going from being the man and having one of the biggest game winning kicks in Iowa history to, you know, you're not the starting guy anymore.
2: Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, if there were a movie, I don't know if there would be, but I'm sure Zach Efron would be a pretty good actor to emulate. We kind of, from what I've heard.
1: Yeah. Uh, He's a good
2: looking dude. (laughs) From what I've heard, we're, we're, we're pretty similar, but all right. All right. not at all, but uh, <laughs> no, it, was, it was definitely um, a process that has shaped who I am as a person. Obviously after, fr- after freshman year, I wouldn't have thought that that would have happened. Um, but again, it's a learning process. There's two roads that you can take. And this is learning from all the coaches and, you know, mainly coach Ferentz and coach Doyle. Like there's, there's two roads that you can take, you know, the right way, or the wrong way. And um I there were definitely times where I, I I was going down the wrong path, and Coach Ferrans pulled me aside one practice and basically said like Get it together," and that kind of clicked for me. I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't you know just college. I don't want to be just a college kid. I want to I want to be a part of the program. I want to be uh, remembered." Um, and that's kind of what it came down to. And there were there were other you know motivation factors there that kind of played into my mindset um, through that whole process. Uh, but I think what, what helped the most was having a a support staff and, um, you know, by no means was I like, like the guy or whatever, um, for instance, Miguel Racinos and Caleb Shudak specifically, like those guys are phenomenal competitors and just great people that you can learn from. Um, Miguel came in and kicked he, I mean, he kicked amazing for those two years and he, I mean, he's got a great story as well. Um, you know, also a walk on from Mason city, coming in and, and trying to compete for the job and a true freshman wins the job. And then he comes and beats him out the next year. Like that's a phenomenal story as well. And I think Caleb's in the process of also a really cool story. Um, You know, having not kicked field goals for the past five years and he's going to get his opportunity this upcoming year. I mean, he's a, he's a great kicker, a great person and a a great teammate. And I think that again, speaks volumes to the type of program we are. Um, You know, that's who Iowa recruits. That's who we, um, cultivate as people is just great, great people, which turn into great athletes. And, um, you know, that's, that's the mindset, that's our culture and that's what we're taught. And that's kind of our success, uh, algorithm or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, that's, that's our culture. And, and that's, that's meant a lot to me. It's taught me so many lessons, um, you know, football, you can, I mean, the, the out of state tuition is paid for itself with all the lessons that I've been taught by Coach Ference, Coach Doyle, uh, Coach Woods, you know, everyone. Um, and I, I think it's, yeah, just a, I'm I'm so fortunate to be in the position that I am, um, so lucky just to even have this opportunity. Um, just to put it into perspective, I again could be could be at Furman. Um, none of this could have happened. So, yeah, I'm so lucky to be a part of this.
1: Well, you know, it goes both ways. We're, we're lucky to have you as well. And, um, you know, we appreciate everything that you did contributing to the program. Um, one thing that I appreciate more than anything is in 2019, the game winning kick against Nebraska. Um, not only did um, I appreciate that, but <laughs> the, um, the, the the blown kiss at the end, how freaking awesome that was. It was the, it was the coolest thing ever. And I, I need to know a little bit more about that. Um, I, I, a little bit going into that kick, what was your mindset? What were you thinking in, in your mind? Was the the kiss that you blew to anyone in particular, um, Coach Frost, the fans? And uh, what was it like afterwards in the stadium after you made that field goal?
2: Yeah, I remember going into it. Um, you know, it was a tie ball game. And I like to stay really loose during games. And my mindset during that kick was – I mean, you really have nothing to lose. If Obviously, you want to make the kick. But if you do miss, then we go into overtime, we win the game in overtime. Yeah. But I don't want that to happen. Obviously, we want to, we want to make uh, you know the field goal and win. Uh, Nate and Sam and Nico just had great – and Amir had great plays to get us down the field in 20 seconds. Um, yeah. Usually, we take a knee there and go into overtime. But I think that kind of shows Coach Ference showing like, hey, we're going to win this game now. Um, and that was kind of my mindset going into the kick. Like it's like the game's over once you step on the field. Uh Um, And luckily, yeah, coach Frost called a timeout. So I got a practice kick, which was very generous. And, um, yeah, I got a practice kick, got to see how the ball moved and, uh, stepping up into the last kick, it did the same thing. Um, so yeah, I was very fortunate to just have that time on the field so I could see how the ball moved what the wind was doing um, getting in the atmosphere you know as kickers we only get a minute of game time on the field at max uh so you, you just just kind of getting as much time on the field is huge um so you know calling that timeout was great <laughs> so uh uh yeah but after No I you're breaking up again no a little bit I was Keith. Doing, but I kind of just went with it uh Sorry, tell me if tell me if it's better or not. Oh, kind uh, of dealing with some power outages, I think.
1: Uh, uh it's a, it's okay now. Yep, is that better? Yep, yep.
2: Sorry, just interrupt me if it's going bad. Um, we're okay, still dealing with the power outages and everything. Um, but yeah, no the 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 kiss or whatever you want to call it wasn't planned. It's all in good nature. It wasn't directed toward a single person. It was more of a fan base. Um, you know, it's, it's a rivalry. Yeah. It's definitely created a story. And I think that's what college football is about is our stories. I mean, we wouldn't be playing college football if there weren't for, you know, the great stories that we hear every year, whether it be the wave or, you know, different schools have have great stories as well. But, um, you know, that's that's part of the game. And it makes the next year more interesting, which it did. You know, there were no fans in the stadium, but still, you could feel the the intensity of that game right when it started. Even in yeah. pregame warm-ups when they're guys who weren't dressing for the games to just kick your ball off the tee and walk away. But anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that happened. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's there's some stuff that happened that I didn't agree with. And that kind of played into the part of, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, it's college football, um, and that makes things fun. And again, it's a rivalry if the draft yeah. picker did the hit a game-winner, I would expect him to do the same thing. And, you know, all respect to him. He stepped up to the plate and did that. Um, yeah. You know, I'll be fine. So I didn't mean any disrespect by it. I think some of their fans thought it was complete disrespect. Um, but, no, like I, I respect them as a program. I think they have great people there. Um, again, it's just – it's fun. It's college football. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, We got some handwritten letters from some Nebraska fans that I still have, which are – very interesting. Um, and, again, it's that's the stuff that I'll never forget. Um, that's why I'm so happy that I came to a big program like Iowa. And just, again, so fortunate to have full rivalry games at least every year. So, Yeah.
1: You know, Were those um, some pretty angry letters
2: that you got? Angry, but also very – like they took their time. Like one had a, like a watermark on it. One was handwritten, like had a stamp and everything. So I really appreciate the effort that went into, <laughs> into the letters. So, Wow. That's yeah. old school. They were you know, cool. Cool.
1: You better keep those, frame those. And once you get settled in the NFL and get a house and a place like you got to put those up and um that that's spectacular. I did not know that, but that that is a uh, that's very cool. And you know that comes back all that stuff kind of um comes to the surface uh from you know when they joined the Big 10, uh they said over and over and over again that Iowa's not their rival, that we're not up to their level, that you know their Wisconsin's going to be our rival, or Ohio State, but not Iowa because you know you guys don't have the national championships in the nineties like we do, and you know I think that you know little things like the last second field goals and you know the blow and the kiss and stuff like that that 's what rivalries are built on, and so you know you really played uh, a real pivotal role in helping build that rivalry uh with that moment so um, yeah. that it was pretty awesome. What was the feeling like in the stadium afterwards when you were kind of running down and you had your hands up in the air, you know, what, what did that feel like for one, knowing that you'd sealed the deal and two, what was the atmosphere like in the stadium?
2: Yeah, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I'd much rather hit a game winner after experiencing both. I'd much rather hit a game winner at an away game than a home game because of just how dead it just sounded like a dead weight. And that was the most satisfying feeling to me. Um I thought that the clock ran out, so I wasn't trying to get a personal foul or anything like that by celebrating. Uh so yeah, I was a little confused why everyone wasn't running out on the field. But then I realized oh we had a second left. Um but yeah, it was just it was just demoralizing. That's that was kinda that's the best word that I can describe the stadium uh atmosphere and that's awesome. That's great. And that's kind of the goal of uh, you know, our plan of going into a away game. If we beat them by, what was it? It was like 40 to 10 or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a 40 to 10
2: 10 year 2016. We went, that was also very demoralizing for them and sweet. Let's do it again next year. Um, yeah. I don't care if we beat them 20 years in a row. Like, yeah, it's, it's still going to be a rivalry. Uh, so, so Yeah. Yeah. They can say it's not a rivalry, but unfortunately they've been at the – sorry, did I break up again?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Is that better? Yeah, right, you're it's... good.
2: All right, sorry about it's that. It's all
1: good, man. It's not your fault. Yeah, that's okay.
2: <laughs> no, I, yeah. I it's just, just I it, was... it's
1: the world we're living in right now.
2: Yeah, COVID. Crazy year, but, you know, we're all getting through it. Um, but, yeah, rivalry is the best thing about college football.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, our group over here in Nebraska Hawks Nest, we sent Coach Frost a little bit of a gift after this year when he complained about the clapping on the sidelines. That, that you know, caused a lot of, you know, missed snaps and stuff. So we ordered him about 100 clappers and put um, our logo on them and then sent him a little sorry for your loss card and God sent that to his office. So
2: um, God, forbid, God forbid a game gets a little loud in, in Big Ten.
1: Yeah, there's always an excuse, it seems like. But um, yeah, okay. Well, th- Amy, thanks for giving us the insight on that. I got to tell. As a as a Hawkeye fan, especially you know a diehard Hawkeye fan that lives in Nebraska, um, that is one of the top two or three moments ever as a Hawkeye fan when you did that. So um from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Keith. Loved yeah. it. I'm I'm happy,
2: I'm happy that could happen.
1: <laughs> um may, making the big ten all decade team, that had to feel pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're like, I think two kickers on the whole thing and that you were able to make that, uh, tell me a little bit about what, how you felt when you got the news. Um, and, uh, how did that, how did that feel?
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't even know that one, it was a thing. Uh, two, they, yeah, they just emailed me one day and said, Hey, by the way, we want to schedule you for an, for an interview for, um, being on the all, all decade team. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, next thing you know, I was, Interviewing uh, with with the Big Ten about that, uh, definitely a huge honor. Playing two years and you know being fortunate enough to be uh, nominated for that, um, I think it just again comes down to the support uh, that's that's been around me, whether it be guys in the specialist room, coaches, fans, uh, you know how just academic staff. I think there's a lot that goes into a student athlete's life that people on the outside don't necessarily see. It's not just the coaches. It's not just the teammates. Um, you know, it's, it's also the, the professors, uh, your friends that are outside of the complex. Just, just so many people that come together. The community is awesome. Uh, you know, there's local restaurants that I go to and talk to, you know, guys there, girls there for, for hours. I just, I, lo- I love engaging with the locals, local community. Um, Encounter Cafe, great spot in Iowa City, breakfast place, Get okay. fresh you need your smoothies. Great great spot in Iowa City. And my all-time favorite is Estella. It's also, uh, you know, it's, it's it's basically Chipotle times 10. Okay. Great food. So if you're ever in Iowa City, those are the three recommendations I have for you. Um, so, yeah, just, just, again, experiencing Iowa City has been the ultimate, uh, you know, joy for me coming here.
1: I think that's why Hawkeye fans love you so much though is because your willingness to interact with them um, they've really you know taken you in as an Iowan and uh you know the, and I think a big part of it you know not only that you're you know willing to sit there, not just willing but enjoy uh conversing, talking, getting to know the fans uh, and everything like that, but the passion that you play with um there's certain there's not a lot of kickers that have swag and passion and that are you know like you um you know pat mcafee is one that we think of um i see with you a younger pat mcafee Mm -hmm. i i see the the personality similarities and um you know i don't know if they any time after the nfl if there's any sort of like thought that you might want to have a career in the media like that is that something that's ever crossed your mind
2: I mean, I I do have a personality. Personality sometimes it's a it's a little too much. But uh, I've uh, there's definitely been some times where I walk out of press conferences. I'm like Coach France, I'm sorry, you may have to cover for me. I I may have said something that that's not great. Um, but no, I I and I I like how you said Iowan. I mean, it's it's definitely a place where I call home. Um, I'm from North Carolina. I lived in Texas, but. I was definitely home. I want to I plan on staying here after I graduate whether it's in the Des Moines area or Iowa City area. Um I
1: breaking up a little bit.
2: Like the, Oh yeah, you can have here. Sorry. Is that better? No. Tell me when I yep. start talking. Sweet. Yeah, you're good. You're uh, back. Awesome. I don't know, why I keep getting that 5 second um, I don't but know.
1: I, it's it's got to be because of all the power outages and stuff going on. <laughs> so it's totally
2: not your fault, man. It's no. It's negative something outside. So, you know, that's never fun for the Wi-Fi. No. <laughs> um, no. But again, just talking about how I was home and I I want to be here after I graduate um for whatever job I may find. Uh yeah, it's it's a phenomenal place. I notice a lot of Iowans like to get out of iowa and but they always come back um for me been outside of iowa and i you know i I see the value in the state and the people the community and ultimately yeah this is where i want to be so it's it's a great place and i love the people here
1: yeah well they brought you in you're one of us now man whether you like it or not you're 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 definitely one of us for sure um One, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about and God, it felt good to finally, you know, we had a little bit of a streak against Wisconsin, um, Mm -hmm. lots of close losses and we were able to just put the smack down on them this year. What was the big difference this year that we were able to just hand it to them and then compared to years in the past where it's just like, we're always right there and we can't quite break through, um. What, what was the big difference this year from other years? And how did that feel getting that monkey off your back?
2: Yeah, it's a, I mean, that's a great question. A lot of people don't ask about that game. Uh, um, but it's definitely probably one of the biggest games that I've ever been a part of in my Iowa career. Uh, yeah, we haven't beaten them for four years. I've never beaten them. And finally beating them, I think, again, we, we've had close games with them they play the same style of football. We play tremendous coaching staff, tremendous culture. Um, We have the, you know, the utmost amount of respect for them. They, I mean, they play football the right way and they um, are great at it. Uh, They're a great program consistently top 10. I mean, it's, it's hard to win in the big 10 and whether it's Rutgers, Ohio state, Illinois, whoever it is, it's going to be a tough game. And I think that's what people fail to see. Um, They just see, Oh, we're playing Rutgers and they're two and six. We should beat them. But no, they have some talent. Uh, you know, it's 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 all about execute, execution and uh, your mindset coming into the game. And I think we had a great mindset. We were coming off five straight wins. We knew this was um, the last game of the regular season. I think a lot of guys figured that it could have been our last game of the year. So that was just some extra motivation. Senior night, it was snowing. Just the atmosphere was awesome. And we put yeah. everything together. And it, I can't remember the score of that game, but it felt like we beat them by a lot more. Uh, yeah, it wasn't close. Yeah. It was like six zero going into the fourth quarter, whatever it may be. I can't remember. But um, yeah, we got uh, kind of let the floodgates open and we we scored some points, but it, it definitely felt like it was a lot more. Uh, we, we controlled the game the whole the whole game. And yeah, it felt it felt great. The locker room was awesome. Coach France started crying, it was it was huge. That was awesome. Uh, you know, you know that game means a lot to him. Again, just their style of play is uh, that's big 10 football and just coming coming out and being able to physically beat a team like Wisconsin uh that's that's huge for our program
1: and I gotta say a lot as a Hawkeye fan you know I, a lot of us when we saw that video in the locker room I got emotional I mean that was that was awesome and and that's why you know Hawkeye fans love him you know he the guy has his heart in it and you know, he he gets emotional and, and, you know, he, but not overly emotional, you know, it's, it's very appropriate to the situation and um, that it just makes him very human. And, you know, we love that. We love to see that from, you know, our our leaders and people that we look up to to, to show that. And uh, I just that was a great moment and and really, really cool to see. And I'm sure even better for you that you were a part of it. And in that locker room to get to see that, I just I still get goosebumps thinking about that. That was so that was so awesome. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the first two games of this season. Um, it really seemed like that we were playing uncharacteristic football, um, very pass heavy. And uh, it just didn't seem like it was typical Iowa football, um, almost like we had lost our identity for a couple games. Uh, can you go into um, in the locker room and everything that was going on with those first two losses of the season? Um, what was really happening? Because it didn't really seem like we were we were cooking with the same ingredients that we normally do.
2: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yes, we lost the two games um, and that's all that matters. It was by a total of what, four points? Three. It was points. close. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of sucks to look back and say, oh, we were four points away from having an undefeated season. Uh, but at the same time, I think those two losses helped shape our team and the 2020 team. Uh, and I think 2020, 2021 team. And I think, again, those were learning lessons. We we're a young team. We had some young leaders, some new leaders. And I think it took games like that, those tough losses to realize like we actually do have a good team, but we need to step up. We need to practice with more intensity. Um, I think that was a big thing that was missing, you know, not having fans this year, whether it be mm-hmm. home or away, we feed off that. Um, yeah. yeah. So do the other teams. Um, but yeah, it did take some adjusting. It's the first time. And I don't know eight years since we've our first game was an away game that was yeah. strange. I think since uh, so the Soldier Field game that was that was the okay. last game, um, but yeah, just the the uniqueness of the year definitely through through a crazy little thing in the plan. But you know, there's no excuses. Uh, you can't do anything about a loss. You just kind of you have to come back and work harder, and that's what we did. Um, and again, those two losses they. They helped shape our team and our identity, and like you said, like sure, we may not, we we may have not had our identity those those first two games, but we definitely found it um, in the upcoming weeks, and I think that was that speaks volumes to uh, the growing leadership, and I think will transcend into the upcoming year too.
1: Yeah, I mean, as as disappointed as those first two games were, <laughs> it was equally impressive that you know those two those games could have broke you guys, and you could have been like, hey, it's a pandemic year. You know we're going to mail it in, which it seemed like some teams did, mm-hmm. um, and you guys didn't. You guys stepped it up and played some of the best football that we've seen any Iowa team play for for quite some time. And I think that the way that you guys are playing, if that if this would have been a regular season, I I don't know that if you guys would have got into that Big Ten championship mm-hmm. against Ohio State, I don't think they would have been able to handle you guys. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, again, I think I think we played dif- uh, football a lot differently than. Um, a lot of the big ten I think it's you know us Wisconsin and maybe a couple other teams that really like to uh, play ground and pound kind of football um, we're fine if the game ends at six0 I mean I say yep. that I'm sure Brian would want he would want a little bit uh, yeah dis- uh, but you know uh, we, we, we will we'll take a punch but we'll get it back up and that's kind of what what we uh, that's that's how we play football and yeah again it's it's
1: we got you breaking up a little bit again
2: a, A what if situation we would have loved to have the opportunity i know to play ah shoot all right sure it should be coming back on in a couple seconds is that better
1: yeah, yeah, that's better. You think with technology being as advanced as as it is, even with stuff like this, we should be just rolling, rolling through. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about too was, um, with the, the Music City Bowl getting canceled. Um, you know, a lot of Missouri got a lot of criticism about how they handled that. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people said they should have just declined the bull bid to begin with, so another team could have came in and played. Um, it, it from the outside looking in, it didn't really look like they ever really fully planned on playing that game. Uh, what was the feeling in the locker room and with your teammates? The disappointment and the frustration, not being able to finish up the season like you wanted to.
2: Yeah, I think frustration is definitely the right word um, going into. The Champions Week, we knew Indiana wasn't going to be able to play, so we scheduled Michigan at a shot to play. Um, yeah. they, they didn't care about football, so they canceled as well. Um, so we, we figured that we would at least have a bowl game. We were kind of skeptical about the cha- uh, the championship week, but we figured we'd get a bowl game. Uh, and then I think once we saw that Missouri players went home for Christmas, it was like, like are, you, are you dumb? Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, like they argue, mental health and all that stuff, which is completely understandable. But I mean, if if you know that was an outcome, why take the bull bid? I know yeah. I'm sitting there ready to play a bowl game, and we would have loved to play them. Uh, I mean, we we didn't get to go home for Christmas. We followed protocol, and again, we we didn't have a game canceled. Yeah, like yeah, we had to we had to sit out a week of football, but um, no, yeah, no games were played. We were ready to play a game, and we practiced, and we prepared to play a game. So, yeah, that's very frustrating, especially as a senior, um, thinking that you'd have at least one more chance to put on an Iowa jersey. Um, But, you know, again, it is what it is, and I'm glad that our last game together was the Wisconsin game, Uh, definitely one that we'll never forget. It's the only game that I've ever played in snow, which is pretty cool. Um, Beating Wisconsin was huge. So I think my class, we've beat every single Big Ten team, which is, again, a, a really cool accomplishment. Uh, so, yeah, just just kind of thinking back and uh, being able to s- see those um, challenges that we've overcome as a group is, is huge and, you know, definitely one to remember.
1: Um, Wanted to get, uh, before we let you go, one last thing about um, the, the team coming into next season. Um, what are your thoughts on... Uh, where that team looks like they're they're going to project. Um, do you feel like it's going to be? Hey, this team's going to take a step up next year. Maybe a step back because they've lost. They're losing. You know, they're losing a lot. Uh, where do you see the twenty twenty one Iowa football team finishing?
2: Yeah, I think that's what Iowa does well is develop kids. Um, by no means will I think the team next year will take a step back. Um, sure, there's going to be new faces, but I think there's also going to be new stories and new talent that comes in. Um, just because, you know, a senior leaves, that means it's time for a junior to step up, a sophomore to step up. And we have that, that kind of mindset is next man in, uh, you know, whether it be a starter, a backup, whoever it may be, you could be a fourth string. Next thing you know, you're in the game and you have to produce That's your job. Uh, and that's, again, that's kind of the mindset going into next year. Sure. We have a young team, but we also have new leaders, uh, new attitude and a new identity, it's, you know, it's, it's their season. And I think it's, it's going to be really excited to watch it, really exciting to watch them. Um, again, I'm going to talk about Spencer for a little bit. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a phenomenal leader, a great leader, just a guy that you want around. He works his butt off and yeah, he, he got some criticism this year, which I hated seeing because I know how hard he works. Yeah. Um, Things, things will, I mean, he's a great competitor. He's a great player. And I think, um, the team will be just fine. It's, it's not just Spencer. It's, you know, it's, it takes everyone. Um, It could be a a fourth string wide receiver that, you know, all of a sudden has a breakout year who uh, could be a freshman that comes in and and he's a leader. He, he kind of sets the standard for, you know, how we do things here. Other freshmen see that other seniors see that, and they want to be better. Um, You know, leaders create leaders and it doesn't doesn't matter who you are. Um, what you've done, how old you are, just, you know, being on the team, you, you have to be a leader. Uh, the, as soon as you mature, that's that's when you start taking steps uh, in your career. And I think that's what it comes down to. And I think ultimately knowing the culture there um, that coach Braithwaite and, you know, coach Ference will kind of instill will be will be great. Um, and yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And you really noticed that you know, he didn't get the same type of, you know, spring ball and different things to prepare uh, before the season started. But once he really got his feet under him, you could really see the development and the improvement as the season went on. And, you know, we can just really hope that he can build upon where he ended up last year, because at the end of the season, he was playing as good as of any other quarterback in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, again, um, I think he, he, he would be the first one to tell you that he Um, It's not one to make excuses or anything like that, Um, but I'll make excuses for him. (laughs) Uh, I think having a spring ball would have been great. Having, you know, an actual big 10 atmosphere at a game would have been great fans, all that stuff. Again, he's, he's one of the ultimate competitors. So I think he will feed off that kind of environment. Um, And if, if anyone thinks that Spencer is, is not going to work, they're completely wrong. I'm, I go to the building every day and he's, he's there for, I don't know, like nine until four. Like, I mean, he's, he's there all the time working. He's again, great competitor, great leader off the field. And um, just a, a great person to have around. He's, he's someone that you want on your team.
1: That's great. And it's going to be exciting to see because the guy's got a heck of an arm on him. And, you know, his accuracy down the field just really just boom improved. So you could tell it was there all along. It just takes a while to get on the same page with those receivers and the routes and everything like that. So that'll, you know, as you know, that'll, that'll uh, continue to come with time. Um, with your decision to move on to the next phase in your life, uh, this season, I got to admit, I was a little surprised slash disappointed. You know, we were wanting a little more Keith Duncan in our lives. We weren't quite ready to let you go. Um, what what went into that uh, that decision, and uh, what really made you decide like that you were ready to move on to that next phase in life?
2: Yeah, I think um, ultimately, I think six years in college football is is a lot. Uh, like even for a kicker, I know yeah. I don't it or whatever, but still, um, you know, it's it's kind of. I mean, I've again, I've loved it here. I would love to stay another year, but. You get to that point where you kind of realize, yeah, yeah, it's time to move on. And I think I did get to that point. Um, I still like right now. I feel like I would love to put the jersey on for one more time. I already, I already have that feeling. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm excited for for the next step. Um, you know, all the guys that I came in with are, are heading out. Uh, my roommates, you know, I was really good friends with TJ. He he left me two years ago, so um, just. Yeah, all, all the guys that I come in with, they're they're heading out. Um, but no, I, I respect the guys that are staying for a six year, Spiewak, Shudak, uh, Van Valkenburg. Like th- those guys are. That's that's hard to do. But again, great leaders, and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna miss Iowa so much. I definitely plan on coming to um, some games, if not all of them. And I'm I'm a huge fan now, um, even though I'm not a part of the, the 2021 team. I still feel a part of the, uh, the university and the culture there, as well as, you know, every other alumni, um, that's, that's kind of been through the program. So again, I'm just very fortunate to have been in, in that position to learn from a hall of fame coach, coach Ferrance Um, you know, I mean, he's phenomenal. Like you said yeah. earlier, just who he is as a, as a man just speaks volumes. Um, he's again, he's not a politician. He's, he's a real guy. And, uh yeah he's 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 awesome
1: no that's great and I I think you've noticed too over the years you know a lot of the all-time Iowa football greats and guys that played at Iowa you always have a home in Iowa and the fans are always gonna make you feel welcome and bring you in so I think you're always going to be a part of the program you're always going to be closely connected because you created so many awesome memories for us and you know just you know, not to be corny or anything, but I just want to genuinely thank you, Keith, for you know, everything that you did, all the awesome memories that you created for us as Hawkeye fans. It really, really does mean a lot. But uh we wanted to ask you real quick before we let you go, if you could just blow one last kiss to all your husker fans or all your fans out here in Nebraska real quick.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> all right. I love it, man. Hey, thanks for yep. coming on. Thanks for uh taking time to come on Nebraska Hawks Nest and we wish you nothing but the best transitioning into the NFL, and I'm going to be ready the day that you sign. I'm going to be on NFLshop.com. I'm going to order my Keith Duncan jersey.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited for the process, and I hope everything works out. Um, and, again, thank you for allowing me to come on here and, and kind of just speak my mind. Um, this is the stuff that I love to do. Again, connecting with you know every Iowa fan is is awesome to me. I love it, and, yeah, I appreciate it.
1: All right, Keith. Thanks a lot, man. Good luck with everything. Go Hawks.
0: Thank you very much. Go Hawks.